0: Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue with myself Yazid Kamaldin. And yeah, as as usual, we'll be looking at a topic or something which is affecting our community. And just to say that this evening we will also be starting our election coverage as we approach the election in May. We would like to of course keep all our listeners informed about the different political parties that are contesting in the election so that when you do go to the poll and vote, you have sufficient information about the relevant political candidates. But now, firstly, we are going to be looking at a topic that is affecting children. Now, what's been happening is children have been more and more witness to extreme violence and we are asking experts in this field, uh, particularly looking at children and the psychological impact of this violence we are asking the opinions and of course we also welcome callers to contribute to the show and share with us your views on this and what could be done about it so um, from videos gone viral to news reports, onlookers at crime scenes are becoming younger as adults often drag children along to grotesque grotesque scenes. Young, impressionable and curious, these little onlookers are subjected to the horrors of reality in South African communities. The pictures imprinted in their little minds make for subject material for psychology, psychology journals and trials years down the line. So tonight we ask why are children being allowed to accompany adults to crime or violent scenes and of course we also know with social media In the hands of children via technology, they are also being witnessed to. The kind of violence That even would shock adults Now this evening we are going To be getting a few guests on the line And we'll start off with Byron de Villiers who's the chairman Of the Lentegere Community Police Forum and just to also Say that our lines remain open throughout The show so listener you are welcome to Contact us and of course share your Views as well. For the first hour of Burning Issue this will be our discussion and then For the next hour we'll be looking at the Elections in focus. So um, just to let you know, the number in the studio is 0214423530. That's 0214423530. You can also send us a WhatsApp to the number 0722380712. Now let's welcome Byron to the show. Byron, good evening, and welcome to Burning Issue.
1: Good evening
0: to you, and good evening to your listeners. Byron, what's going on? Children seem to be more and more exposed to violent crime. What is it like in Lentegier in Mitchell's Plain? What are you seeing as chairman of the Lentegier Police Forum? Community Police Forum, sorry. Yeah,
1: you know, it's very sad that um, killing has has become a norm in our societies, in the literature precinct. With that being said, you know, that it is very unfortunate that these killings um, happen at any particular time of the day. We have killings that happen in front of the schools even for that uh, matter. Um, so as, as much as you would like the kids not to witness or go and view these type of killings, it happens right in front of them. You know, we had an incident in the Woodlands area where one of the prominent um, gang members was shot um, and, however, we assisted the school um, with, with, with get, getting trauma counseling for the pupils as well as for the teachers. The big concern that we are ever having is the, the, the shootings should that night when the mother or the father once they go and view or see who was shot and how they were shot. They are dragging the kids with them to go and witness these types of killings.
0: But now that's worrying. I mean, wh- what is the thinking behind this? Why are they exposing the children to this kind of grotesque scenes of violence?
1: You know, it, it is. It is. I. I cannot honestly say it because I would never put my kids through that. You know, it is. It is a picture of. or or happening that would stay with that child forever. You know, it. It, it raises many concerns and many. Many questions within the child. Um, being that, what happened to that guy? You know, how did he get to be like that? What caused him to be uh, a gang member? You know, and and, and the current situation we're living in, you know, those questions can only be answered out there on the streets. And what is the child going to do? That child is going to carry those images with him. It's either going to affect him um, where, you know, if it haunts him, or he is going to pose all those questions and the only way of answering those questions is by himself going to the streets and finding out those answers on the street
0: have you even seen parents on crime scenes with children
1: you know that 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 we have witnessed we have even asked the parents many a time, go and take your kids home this is not the place for for your kids we've even uh asked neighborhood watch you know when the neighborhood watches that that secures the parameter while sex is doing the initial investigation and securing the crime scene, please not to let the kids stand right in front to ask the parents for the kids to go home. However, you know, I feel it is just bad parenting for taking your kids to, work to a crime scene and a crime scene that is that gruesome.
0: Okay. Well, what is being done about it? What kind of awareness are you guys raising in the community?
1: We've gone on the campaign, or we're doing campaigns, we're doing a lot of awarenesses within the communities, whereby, you know, we, we, we're we putting it out there that that cancerism really is wrong um, and, and what effects it has, negative effects it has on, on kids and, 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 and families as a whole. So, you know, it, it is very difficult to, to break down um, to certain aspects when you need to look at the situation holistically, because when that kid is affected, it affects the household in, in, in its entirety. Um, when 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 the child is um, it affects the parents. The parents might not know where to go to, and in turn, that child then becomes a child of abuse because the parents don't know how to deal with it. The child is acting out, not knowing that because of them taking the kid to the crime scene, the kid is not able to sleep, the kid is tired, kid is not able to work, do the schoolwork, um, not wanting to, to, not being able to concentrate. And and, and the parents is thinking the child is lazy, the child is hiding constantly, and, and then it becomes, you know, a vicious cycle. Um, so so it is it is very really difficult um, to to see um these kids at, at these crime scene, you know. And and you know, it is as late as, 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 as twelve o'clock, one o'clock where we see these kids with parents, parents with kids, babies. You know, we go far as, as, as having babies, people with babies on crime scene just wanting to see who's laying there in the road or, or who got shot. Well, we
0: wanted to know about those scenarios. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm looking, for example, at a situation that was reported in February this year, uh, where a man was shot in front of a school in Mitchell's Plain when he dropped his child you know, off. So, um, according to this news report, it said the man was killed around 7.50 a.m. outside the Woodville Primary School in Woodlands in Mitchell's Plain. That was in February. And, um, unfortunately, a teacher was in Scholar Patrol, witnessed the incident, and she was deeply traumatized. And two psychologists apparently at the school have been there to provide counseling. Now, imagine if the teacher was traumatized. I'm just thinking about the impact on a child who is much younger and who is maybe even exposed to this kind of thing for the first time, you know. And, and what kind of impact that would have, you know, psychologically for the child. You've already mentioned that, you know, the child, you know, the, the, the impact and so on is there for the child. And I'm just thinking, doesn't it maybe even begin to de- desensitize children to violence? violence, you know, when they begin yes. to act out in ways that, you know, where violence is normal.
1: That is that is absolutely true. That was the issue that I was referring to was in Woodlands. You know, we, we, we come to a situation where kids are stabbing each other at school, something that we, we almost never heard of, you know, stabbing on schools, particularly high schools within Mitchell's Plain. You know, that is, that is another big issue. You know, it is, it is, it's like I said, it's become the norm to act out violently because it has become part of our society, and that is not normal. If, if we can take someone's life and, and kill someone, you ah, know, it's just another guy, you know, then we have a serious problem.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, look, I also just want to talk about the schools. Uh, if there are, there are, there was a psychologist at this particular school, but um, are schools dealing adequately? Do you think with the exposure to violence that children might even have at the school? Uh,
1: I really don't think so. So that mm-hmm. is something that we 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 embarking on is the anti-bullying campaign, whereby we would we would go uh, go into the school um with counsellors, with, counselors, with uh, your social worker, with a with a, with a trauma counselor, um and and, 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 and work vigorously among the school kids. That is something us as a CPS is starting to embark on together with, with sex um who needs to partner with us. So that is something we we're we doing. Um however um, The school themselves, you know, they've got uh, SGBs and and all those types of of organizations. You know, uh, uh, more could be done in terms of that. I think schools need to start tapping into the cities' um, um, projects that they have, you know, for the safer schools and and, and all those projects, in terms of of making sure that the bullying and the the gangsterism and the violence acts at school, you know, um, comes down.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well we're gonna leave it at that for now. We'll go for an ad break. We want to welcome another guest onto the show after this break. Okay, so now we are back with Burning Issue, and of course we want to welcome another guest. Now I'm going to share some information that is very sensitive. It has been out in the media just in the last week. Um, It's a news story about a, a situation that happened in Lavender Hill, where a body of an adult male was believed to be decapitated and found inside a trolley. Now, residents gathered around the trolley um, that was at the end of last month, just the other day, on Wednesday in the morning at about 7am in Hillary Drive along Prince George Drive to see the body that had been stuffed in the trolley and covered with a plastic bag and chips packets. Now, this is a very gruesome scene. A pool of blood could be seen at the bottom of the trolley. And police officers said the man was yet to be identified. Now, this was going wild on social media with people claiming the man had been decapitated. And, you know, here's the point of it. Young people were also exposed to this. Children, in fact, were exposed to this because... Parents were running and walking to go to this murder scene to see the decapitated or beheaded person and children were there with their parents. And this has been condemned as reckless and irresponsible and that is why we are talking about this tonight on Burning Issue because we are trying to understand why parents would take their children to crime scenes to see these grotesque scenes. And we are now going to welcome our next guest, we have Gavin Walbrook on the line and he's the chairperson for the Lavender Hill Community Police Forum Gavin, good evening um, tell us about what ha- what happened here I mean, people, did parents literally take their children to this scene?
2: Hi, good evening to you Asiel, and also to the listeners yeah, you are absolutely, co- absolutely correct uh, and it's and it's very reckless for, for parents to be doing that I mean, just this weekend, we, we had an outreach uh, where we were trying to uh, have alternatives for young children in Lavender Hill, and this was our main, our main, uh, um uh, you know our outreach to them was to you know for parents to uh, to stop doing this this act of of, of reckless, recklessness um, you know in Lebanon we find that that it's, it's, it's more than norm uh, unfortunately it's, it's treated as the norm and uh, for parents to be allowing young children of that age to be viewing uh, that type of violence and that type of of, of, of criminality, it's totally un, un, unacceptable.
0: What is the logic behind it? Why, why would a parent take his or her child to a crime scene to, to, to look at, at death and, and bodies and blood? I mean, is, is it logical?
2: It, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's not logical. You know what happens in Lavender Hill, uh, and I think in, in other areas as well, uh, I think my colleague must would alluded to it. You know, when, when these kids hear gunfire, I would run away and duck, but these children run towards wherever the gunfire is, which means they accept this as the norm, and and uh, it, all be, it all starts in the home where, where parents should be. Teaching their children that this is not the norm, and and unfortunately, if you look at the way the way the violence is going in Laban youth specifically, you know, it's getting more and more violent, and people are, are, are they don't have any respect for for life. And uh, now, if you can imagine, for a small young child to witness this type of violence, it's embedded in their minds, and and this is this becomes the norm in a in a in an abnormal society
0: Mm -hmm. when it comes also to the kind of awareness that you are raising in your community can you talk about that I mean do you speak to parents do you tell them look it's actually dangerous to take your child to the scene
2: you know when when we had this outreach over the weekend there was quite a few parents uh, in the vicinity in the parks we were busy and it was for about three or four hours and that was the, you know we 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 chatted to parents uh, personally and also in in a group uh, where we 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 sort of addressed the crowd, and this was the things that we were actually addressing and asking parents to you know to to not uh, allow their children to even be in the vicinity of a crime scene, you know when what happens in 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 Leventil, when, when there's a serious crime happening, you know the people sort of don't respect even a crime scene or even even a um, uh, you know a body that is laying there they will they will force themselves they will force their way past. The police line, because they want to see who is laying there and who is who is who's been injured. I mean, even if you look at if you look at the, the problems happening in the schools of violence, the first thing the youngs, these young children do is pull out their phones, record what's happening, and then it becomes for free for all to to view. So it's 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 a it's a big battle which we have. In our area to try and change mindsets and the mindset must change in the home you know we have a lot of organizations that's working with children working with young children and this is the the, the message that's been preached all the time that you know that violence is not the normal in, in our society
0: it sounds almost like violence and bloodshed is a form of entertainment for some people
2: exactly exactly So, so the more gruesome it is the more it gets uh, airtime, and and this is something you know. What our guys far is saying that you know parents that are at the crime scene, allowing the children to be, to be, uh, to be, uh, to see these things, they should actually be charged with child abuse. that is that's exactly what it is. It's abusing your child and 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 letting them grow up in this kind of environment.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a traumatic experience, obviously.
2: It is, it is, mm-hmm. and and you know, and what makes it worse, I mean, the, like we instance the trolley murder, that was so gruesome, you would never believe how gruesome it was, and for any parent in his right mind to allow a young child of that age to view that type of thing they should they should be they should be really
0: drastically addressed. Mm-hmm. Let me just quickly look at some of the WhatsApp messages that that have been coming through. Listeners, just to remind you, you're welcome to contribute to the show by giving us a call on the number O two one four four two three five three oh. You can also send us a WhatsApp to the number O seven two two three eight oh seven one two. I wanna thank you firstly for sending WhatsApp messages, but now let's have a look at what people are saying. So listener 0115 is saying I don't have a problem with gangsters and drug dealers killing one another. Now of course that's missing the point of the show completely because we're not talking about whether or not we like gangsters killing one another. What we're talking about is the fact that parents are irresponsibly exposing their children to crime and crime scenes and murder scenes and violence which, which uh, th- they should be protecting their children from. You know that, that is what the topic is about. Let's look at other messages. Um, we are looking now at a message from listener 7500 it is not normal to view such things. What eventually happens is that it becomes a part of life, treated as normal. This is not normal. Even in Islam, when we slaughter animals, they should not see the knife or even smell the blood. Yet we, as humans, are senseless. Listener six nine four five says, "Oh well, this is a lot of messages. Let's look at." Let's see. Um, it should be deemed illegal to take children to crime scenes, it's sick. It's sick. They are in, these are inadequate parents and should be held accountable for it. Our children and parents see crime as normal, even running to windows, etc. to see what is happening. Some of the children and adults says it's like the movies. I was blown away by this abnormality. Any comments on that from our, from our guests?
2: yeah you know that's exactly what i alluded to earlier on where i said that parents should be held accountable parents that is that is found at the scene of a a crime scene that any crime scene that is that where there is so much bloodshed they should be charged with uh, with with neglect because you you don't allow your child to to see these things. You know, we had this outreach over the weekend, and we had neighborhood watchers in the area as well to sort of just assist with uh, to ensure that there's no that nothing happens and all not, you know not no uh, um, guys come onto the onto the, into the area with crimes and that sort thing. We didn't even we even asked the neighborhood watch guys, listen, guys, come without your neighborhood watch uniform so we can just mingle with the crowd. Uh, without having to, the, for the children to see that they can enjoy the, 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 the program, but not to believe that they need to have uh, a neighbor watch guys or police guys in uniform to make sure that they're safe. Because this is what they see. They only see a uniform, and that means they need a uniform to keep them safe. But uh, that's not normal. So, so, as I said earlier, on, and, I, and I will repeat, that the parents that are found at scenes with children that young, should be should should be charged. You know, if you look at the, the age group of the of the of the perpetrators, they're getting younger and younger and younger, and uh, and the deeds are getting worse.
0: Okay, and it's now I, I'd worse, like. Uh, 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 yeah, I'd like to welcome another guest to our show now. We are going to welcome Dr. Shahida Omar, and she's the director of therapeutics at the TDB Clinic, South Africa. And we also want to get an expert opinion on the impact of these scenes on our children. Dr. Shahida, assalamu alaikum, and welcome to Burning Issue.
3: Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa And shukran for having me on
0: Yeah, so look, the topic that we're discussing And we'll end off in the next seven minutes for Maghrib We are discussing the impact of these crime and violence scenes on children and, and, and what is your input around this topic?
3: So we need to understand one thing That where do children actually learn their behavior? We know that behavior is something that children are uh, 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 exposed to something that they observe, something that they actually experience around themselves from their significant others, the most the people that are the nearest and dearest to them, and they are microcosm of the macrocosm. And what we finding is that this increased violence, especially with children now acting out on other children, uh, we find that it's impacting on their brain, it's impacting on their foreground, and often as a result... It, it, it traumatizes them, and when children are traumatized, they reenact or replay what they've been subjected to, what they've been exposed to both directly and indirectly, whether it's violent media, whether it's in direct contact with domestic violence, neighborhood violence, where they've been subjected to uh, punitive behavior or violent behavior directly. So all these factors contribute to the increased incidence and I think the one thing children realize that if they actually want to be heard or they want to get things done uh, or get things done the way they want to do, this is a way of resolving conflict or managing conflicted situations.
0: Now Shaida, years down the line, you know, is it possible that a child could still be carrying the trauma of witnessing such a violence around them every day?
3: It's very possible that a child's trauma could linger on even years after the fact because if that trauma has not been resolved, if it has not been contained and dealt with appropriately in terms of therapeutic interventions, that post-traumatic stress disorder, the the, uh, intrusive and invasive symptoms and the flashback images could remain imprinted in the child's memory forever and ever, and of course, there could be other situations that could trigger uh, those experiences, and of course, as a result of that, could precipitate or result in uh, inappropriate or, uh, of course, violent behaviors, so I think uncontrollable behaviors.
0: Okay, let me just quickly look at the WhatsApp messages. Listener seven nine one four says, This happens in our schools as well. I teach at a high school in Mannenberg, and this is exactly what happens. If there is an incident, the children run towards it, and I'm always telling them that's the quickest way for them to also get hurt. Some gangsters get killed, his friends come to the body, the enemy sees more of them, and they start shooting again. Unfortunately, this is the reality. Where is it going to end? It's so sad, and parents should definitely be charged. Listener 8634 says It's totally unacceptable Children are desensitized by what they get exposed to daily A sane parent would never allow that exposure Whether it's movies or games, etc Parents must take the lead And then listener 5639 says I live in Lavender Hill and I'm a granny Mm, Anyway, notice... (laughs) Wow. If the neighborhood watch going into the houses that allows the gunmen into the houses. Okay, this message doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. So. No, um, I think what I'm just kept, what I'm looking yeah. up there, which is so, so uh, true, it's this kind of
3: behavior is normalized. When we talk about the desensitization, the socialization, this is kind of behavior that children uh, assimilate. You know, they internalize this and after internalizing it, they start repeating, reenacting and acting out as a result of this. So it's an assimilation and it's a kind of instilling uh, unlawful, inappropriate values, behaviors and attitudes in children because this is what they see the rest of society and they start identifying with aggressors. In the schools and even outside of the schools, Lavender Hill, Manenberg, we can speak about any, uh, whether it's Westbury Johannesburg, Eldorado Park. We find that children will gravitate towards gangs. It's not because they like to be part of the gang, but it's also a protective mechanism. That is, you know, they want protection for themselves or for their families, and they go along to get along and to seek this kind of inappropriate protection. So that's another contributing factor. Because of the culture of violence that exists within the different communities, it also contributes to children becoming part of that gang. Okay. Shade, I
0: have another question. We don't have a lot of time before, Maghrib. Okay. I want to ask the question. What do you say to parents who are dragging the kids along to crime and violent scenes?
3: That's a definite No. Why are parents doing this to children? That's abuse, that constitutes abuse, emotional abuse. It constitutes neglect. It's a reckless behavior and it's purposeful neglect, which constitutes abuse. And parents should be charged for that because that is traumatizing children to no end. Children do not have the cognitive capacity to process what they're exposed to. They do not understand, they cannot conceptualize make sense of what is actually going on so it's a definite no and parents could actually be referred to child welfare societies to say that that child is at risk and that child is in need of care so I think this is something that parents need to take very
0: seriously. Mm -hmm. Well it's good that you are able to share with us the impact on children so that our listeners can also understand you know what these scenes what these uh, violent scenes how they would impact children listener 5289 says so if our kids are so affected then why are social workers and therapists not employed at schools in our areas it costs a fortune to see a professional and there's a year long waiting list And then listener 5581 agrees that this is not okay. The biggest problem are parents and it's a completely sickening situation. And the last message we have time for is from listener 5639 who says this is unacceptable. Parents should get the blame. So to our guest, shukran so much. Thank you for joining us in the short and sweet sweet. version. And that it's the responsibility of parents to protect their children,
3: not to harm them. It's about helping children, containing them, protecting them, from being at risk and and, and violating. So in terms of social workers at schools, indeed, there there are budgetary constraints and that is what we as civil society organizations are appealing to the government to ensure that psychosocial support services are provided at all schools.
0: Uh Well, shukran so much for all our guests and with that we have come to the end of the first hour of Burning Issue.